The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, For it is as if a man, going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and sold accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reaped where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for the worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. For the past 12 months, we have been hearing stories in worship primarily from the Gospel of Matthew. In two weeks, with the beginning of a new church year at the start of Advent, we will begin hearing stories primarily from the Gospel of Mark 
with some John in there too. Now, moving away from Matthew is okay by me. After all, the weeping and gnashing of teeth is getting a little tiresome. And more often than not, it seems that that is where we place our attention. Understandably so. Weeping and gnashing of teeth is one of Matthew's favorite expressions to get people's attention. And clearly, it works pretty well. Matthew uses this phrase five times in his writing. That's three more times than Mark, Luke, and John. And John doesn't use it at all. Perhaps one of the reasons we find such unsettling language in Matthew is his extreme sense of urgency. As most anticipated and believed that they would see Jesus return in their lifetime. Now fast forward 2,000 years and we are still waiting and wondering when he will come again. And when he does, it's just as appropriate today as it was back then to simply ask, what will Jesus find when he returns? In our reading that we heard Lois read moments ago, we encounter Jesus during Holy Week. He has entered the city of Jerusalem and is moving towards the darkness of the cross and the light of the empty tomb. For three years, Jesus has been teaching, preaching, and healing. He has been revealing the very breadth and depth of God's kingdom and God's love to those along the way and challenging them to make choices, the realm of God or the realm of Caesar. Where and to whom will the people devote their lives? And then there is that weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let me ask you, how many of you have cried in sadness how many of you have bit your lip or clenched your teeth in anger or frustration? I believe that's what we are talking about here. Jesus has been preaching and teaching and healing for three years, and there were those who still didn't get the message the self-righteous, those who thought of themselves as better than the other, those who ignored the needs of those around them, the intense emotions, weeping and gnashing of teeth are a result of those not willing to move beyond themselves, not willing to see and live in the light of Christ, but rather see and live in self-centered darkness. But thankfully, for you and for me, the God we see in Jesus Christ is not, it turns out, a harsh God, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed, but rather, Emmanuel, God with us. And that makes all the difference. The truth is, this parable has nothing to do 
with money, but rather how we choose to live in the meantime, in the time between now and Christ's promised return. Every one has something to offer, no matter how small or insignificant we may think it may be. It makes a difference. In other words, you make a difference right now, young and older, all of you. How you choose to live and act makes a difference in the here and now. Good and faithful doesn't simply mean passive waiting and holding things really close to the vest, but being active. And that responsibility takes initiative. It takes care, compassion, love, and joy. Each of us, then, must decide how to use our time as we wait for Jesus coming again. As important as this message is, I believe there is another message we can glean from today's reading, one that I have not given much attention or thought about until now, but one that goes far beyond our doing, far beyond our choosing, and reveals to us the profound and faithful trust God has in you and me, even when we think we don't deserve it. So let's go back to the talents. In this parable, Jesus describes three slaves. The first receives five talents, the second two, and the third just one. At first glance, those numbers do not seem like significant numbers, five, two, and one, certainly not worthy of our attention. That is, until we realize that a talent at that time was the equivalent of 15 to 20 years' wages for a typical worker. Now, to put that in a little bit more perspective, a single talent in today's dollars would be around one and a half million dollars. So the landowner entrusted huge sums of money to his slaves. Even the one who received just one talent was still dealing with a significant sum. But wait, there's more. After entrusting these three individuals with an enormous amount of money, the master, the landowner, took his actions a step further and left on a journey. But not just any journey, a long, long, long journey. That requires faith and trust. In other words, God believes in and trusts you and me with the generous gifts he has given us. He trusts us to use them wisely, to use them for good in the world while he is away. Now let's be honest. 2020, for the most part, has been awful 
It has been a crazy, trying, and challenging year. A growing pandemic, social unrest, a divisive political season has made many of us exhausted, cynical, and hurting. It has been a downright mess. Yet out of all the mess, many of us have become more aware of our collective responsibility to the health of the world. Many of us have grown closer to family. We have become more resourceful and honed in our problem-solving skills, creative skills at home, work, and school. And many of us have learned more about technology and its capabilities than we could ever have imagined. Sorry, kids. I think snow days may have gone the way of the rotary phone. And if you're not sure what a rotary phone is, ask your parents or your grandparents. Perhaps then... It is a good reminder to us all that in and out of the mess, in those moments of struggle where we may not believe in ourselves or those around us, where doubt takes up residence in our negative thoughts and feelings, where loneliness, grief, loss is real and raw for people of all ages, especially now that we hear this message, that we are not alone, that God trusts us, that God is with us. You see, God sees far beyond our differences and sees each of us for who we are and perhaps more importantly, whose we are. Beloved children of God, sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. And that God believes, trusts, and loves you and me so much that God has entrusted the world to our care, our responsibility, our compassion, and our love until he returns. So in the meantime, May we see beyond ourselves and actively live into the words of John Wesley. You can find those words on the last page of your worship folder. John Wesley writes, Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. May this be the world Jesus finds when he returns. Let it be so. Amen.